0: From the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington, this is Camel Call Live. I'm Chris A. Meyer, and tonight we've got Campbellhead football coach, former Carolina Panther Mike Minter, plus another former Carolina Panther and our running backs coach, D. Brown. Plus, I think we're going to bring the whole stable of running backs are going to come in, and why not? Because the O-line in front of your stable of running backs paved the way for 315 yards on the ground. It was a 48-18 dismantling of previously unbeaten NC Central on Saturday. Central folks was receiving votes in the FCS polls. They were ranked in one of them a couple of weeks ago. Campbell ended with that win against NC Central, the longest win streak in all of FCS. They had won seven games dating back to last year. They were the hottest team in the country. And Coach Minner, we'll start there. What impressed you the most about this complete blowout win?
1: Well, I think the the effort, the effort of the guys. Um, I think they really play tough and um, really play some smart football. And we always talk about the start. How do you start the game is very important. So we look at that on the offensive side of the ball. The first five drives, we need to score three out of five. And then defensively, you got to go four for four. You got to make them punt four times or get a turnover like we did in the third series. And that's a great start for us. And we, we was able to do that. And we jump out 24 nothing. Now you put a team who have not been behind this whole season, now they got to figure out how to do that. And um, that was our goal. And, and I think these guys did a great job of coaching. Um, the guys were focused. They are ready to go. And, um, you know, great win coming out of bye week.
0: Yeah, you weren't exaggerating NC Central literally had not trailed in their four previous games they beat on the road a top 25 ranked New Hampshire team they beat NCA and T you and NCA and T are picked to finish near the top of the uh, uh, of the big South Conference we'll bring in the running backs coach uh, D Brown here and and D I know uh, since that game at the Citadel you've been looking for a repeat performance you got it and then some y- your thoughts on how you're stable of backs performed
2: well obviously I I thought they played very well um, but they've been been playing well all season guys are really working hard and pushing each other Um, Brian Barr is having his second I think uh, 100 yard game of his career Um, and so I was very proud of uh, him being the big brother of the group and those guys are just continuing to grow and I'm looking forward to having some more performances like that obviously the rest of the season
0: We'll we'll meet them a, a little bit later on in the show as I think your whole running back room is is going to come here to the county seat in the second half hour. But but coach, talk about that when when we talked to you at the beginning of, of the year, Coach Brown, you had told us you said, "Hey, I've got I feel comfortable going four, five, six deep." And we said, "All right, all right." But 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 really, that's what you have, and they're all happy, and they all pull from each other. How the heck do you do that? It's not an easy thing.
2: They're just buying in. Coach Mentor has done a great job in his 10th year of just creating a culture of being unselfish and playing for each other, uh, looking in the mirror and trying to be better every day and, and bringing a teammate along. And as I said before, Brian Barr has done a great job of kind of being the big brother of that group. You can see it all the way down to our true freshman, Nikari Rogers. Those guys really push each other. You just watch them in practice. As you said, they'll be here together. They travel everywhere together. They sit <laughs> together in, in, in the, the cafeteria. They're always together on the field. And so it's just a, a, a culture and a family atmosphere. And it's a brotherhood with those guys. And I just uh, I'm the great recipient of it to watch them grow and, and just watch them continue to be productive.
0: The headline of the win, Coach Minner, was this stable of backs putting together 315 total yards. But it was a complete win. Let's start with the defense they dismantled an NC Central team that was one of the highest scoring teams in the country. It was a shutout for a long time. What did you see from your tough D?
1: Well, what I saw, um, Chris, it was, was guys flying around making plays and not thinking. And I think when you play defense, you gotta be able to just react and play fast. And that's what um, Coach Adams and Coach Howard had th- those guys doing, is flying around and really being physical. Cause it was some hard hits going on on that football field yeah. um, from the defense and really setting a tone and sending a statement of how physical we're going to be as a football team. It was really good that we stopped the run. We haven't done that like in 11 games, right? And, and me being a defensive guy, man, it drive me crazy. And, and we was finally able to shut down a really good offense from running the football. And they was under 100 yards, which is – that's what you want um, when you're on the defensive side of football. And and so I thought they did a great job in, in stopping the run. I thought they did a great job in forcing turnovers. And when they came – because, again, when you get a turnover in the first four series, that's that's very important. And then the second um, turn turnover came in what we call the middle ten, the first five minutes of the um, – I should say the last five minutes of the – first half, um, we was able to get a turnover, return it, and then get three points out of it. And so that's a 10 point going into the half advantage. Man, we jumped, we jumped too far ahead at that point. And um, so defense played really good, really fed off the offense and what they was doing. And i um, so proud of, of um, what they was able to do, stopping Mr. Richard um, from running the football at, from the quarterback position. Uh, which, you know, the first four opponents could not do.
0: Your defense limited Richard and that rushing attack, 96 yards on 29 carries, just 3.3 3 per a team that was in the top 10 in the country in rushing. They average over, over 200, incredible. Brevin Allen looked like the Brevin Allen we know. Look, he's been double teamed, he's been triple teamed, but you told us that he'd been pressing with this idle week. You got him right, you said, look, you're going you're gonna to see some big things from him. We certainly did from big number nine.
1: Nine was all over the football field. He was in the backfield. And we was only sending three people. We wasn't trying to get sacks. What we was trying to do is keep him in the pocket. So a lot of people said, oh, Camel wasn't getting rushed on him. Um, the, you know, the defensive line really wasn't getting back there. That wasn't the game plan. The game plan was to push the pocket. And then once he took off, go get him. And um, that's what Brevin did all night long. He was in the backfield creating havoc, which is what we need from him. And he was chasing, making you know, tackles from loss when the running back got the ball, right? Uh, big plays out there all day long, and we need that from nine in order for the defense to be what it needs to be.
0: And they forced some out-of-the-pocket throws, some turnovers. Ed Dennis had one, and Miles Rouser, a four-star. He was the highlight of that FCS number one recruiting class. We saw him step up, become comfortable in the ECU game. We saw him dominate in that game against NC Central. Talk about your true freshman.
1: Miles is, is a special talent, and we know that. And, you know, him playing safety, and so I get a chance to, you know, groom him from, from being able to. You were a pretty good
0: safety back <laughs> in your day.
1: Being able to play that position, and now, you know, Miles is starting to understand the game. He's really becoming a leader as a young guy on the on defense. And everyone knows when he first got on campus, he was gonna be special when w- our first workout. He was like, okay, this kid, he, he can run all day. He, he doesn't get tired. Um, I can't wait to see him play football. And now we starting to see him, you know, get more opportunities. Um, I don't think he came off the field. So he was playing two positions that people didn't even know that. Um, the position where he got the pick, he was at strong safety. He normally our rover. And um, so he didn't come off the field the whole game. We were switching him back from strong safety to rover, strong safety to rover, and, um, man, he did not disappoint.
0: Special teams didn't disappoint as well. Coach, I call his name once a game, <laughs> Alex Santiago. He either makes a big hit or a big play, and I tell you what, if special teams creates a turnover, he is right there on it, he gets a block, and then Jalen Kelsey, who you have, one of the fastest players on your team, one of your starting wide receivers, you have him on the punt team, and he recovered the the blocked punt in the end zone for for six more points. Tell me about that play.
1: Well, um, first of all, our philosophy is we want to be aggressive, on punt return and try to go block kicks. Teams who block kick, kicks win 90% of the time. Well, I'm like, what are we doing? Let, let's go block a kick and, um, and win games. And, and so that's our philosophy. And, and so Coach Williams does a great job of really scheming up guys on how, you know, to come after the, the, the punter, um, how to break down their protection and um, and then he go get guys who want to be on there. Jalen yep. Kelsey, our starting wide receiver, right. came to him and said, "Coach, I want I want to be part of that. I want to be on there. I I promise you, I can block a kick." And um, and coach put him on there, and, and now <laughs> he gets our first touchdown of the season from a block punt. And like you said, Santiago is always gonna be around the football. And um, you you remember like two or three years ago, right? he Picks up the the punt um, and and. Miraculously, returned it for a touchdown to give us a chance to go to overtime to beat Gardner Webb that year. Um, he's always around when it comes to special teams. He's one of our captains on the special teams units and um, doing a heck of a job at tight end now because he's no longer at fullback. I mean, at, um, uh, linebacker. Now he's playing tight yeah. end for us, and so <laughs> um, we, we move him all over the football field because he's a football player
0: amazing amazing coach Brown we'll go back to you uh, a couple of things I want to I want to touch on your running backs have done good job all year but they went to that extra level because finally and a lot of people don't know this because we're not going to say it uh, uh, here on the air in any pregame that was the first time you had your starting offensive line in in front of your guys what a difference does that make when everybody was playing the right position and healthy and in front of your fast guys
2: uh, it makes a heck of a difference because those guys have great continuity. and Anytime you can get the offensive line to gel together, uh, the running backs become the beneficiaries of it. And So you, what you saw was a healthy offensive line who are being trained by a great coach and Coach and I, and those guys are starting to gel. And I don't think they've even reached the tip of the iceberg of, of the potential that they can really produce at. And uh, you'll see that week in and week out, but um, it is. You, you saw the benefits of having a healthy offensive line who can get to, yeah. get, get together talk and communicate and open up holes, and then you can see some of the double teams that Central had to face. You know, those guys were tired, and like we said, they were tapping out, and you saw that. And so uh, we expect that to, you know, that's kind of the standard in what those guys are doing up front. And um, I've ran behind great lines. I know how it feels, and our running backs are starting to experience it as well.
0: Coach Brown, they were tapping out because the first stringer got them for 136 yards. The second stringer got them for two touchdowns. A true freshman by the name of Rodgers came in and ran all over him. And then at the end of the game, you guys weren't trying to rub salt in the wound. You were playing number four, number five, number six. Chris McKay, good. Deontay Jackson, they could start for most teams in the Big South, and they got a carry for 14 yards, a carry for nine yards. The depth that you have there, just incredible. Guys that we haven't seen much this year could carry it 20 times a game and be very successful for you, couldn't they?
2: It's a great luxury to have as a <laughs> running back coach, to have the staple of running backs. But like I said, it's because they've bought into, you know, unlocking their potential and being the best at what they can do. All of them have different styles, and you kind of saw that in, in the one carry or the 11 carries or even the 23 carries that Barr had. He's a very versatile back, but you saw him breaking tackles, making guys miss in the secondary. And so when those guys get their moments, they just try to maximize it. It's, if it's one carry, that's all they can get. But they're going to maximize their moment, and that's what you saw on Saturday.
0: Brian Barr has been a, a very good runner on this team for now five years. What is the difference this year in Brian Barr?
2: I think he's buying into to just the process and what I'm trying to teach him. Um, as far as taking care of his body, the things you need to do off the field to be an elite running back and to be available to play at that elite level every single week. So he's taking care of his body. It's important to him. Um, his mind is right. You know, he's doing all those things. It's not, it's not just going out and playing the game and just getting the ball and running. He's studying film. Like I said, he's taking care of his body. He's listening to the things that coaches telling him, the l- little nuances of playing the running back position. Um, he's really taking a, a, an important role in, in, in being the best Bryant Bar that he could be. And that's what the biggest difference is. I. I came here uh, maybe eight months ago, so I don't know the previous Bryant Barr. I really don't care about the previous <laughs> Bryant Barr. All I know is this guy that I've I've met eight months ago has really bought in and you're seeing, you know, he's you're seeing the things that he's doing and I just I'm excited for him because I know he's gonna have a big year. He has goals and I have goals and we're kinda going at this thing together and I'm excited to see him meet those goals.
0: He is our running backs coach, D. Brown. He is head coach, Mike Minner. We're going to talk more running backs. We're going to talk more Campbell football. We're going to talk some Chiefs football and Panthers, too, <laughs> coming up after, after the break with two former NFL players. This is Camel Call Live from downtown Lillington. Back after this.
3: Step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime, perfect for your family at every stage. Matami Homes focuses on what you value most with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes, we create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit MatamiHomes.com and see for yourself.
0: Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded championship-level facility projects such as the EECS Athletics Complex renovation for Campbell soccer and a new strength and conditioning space inside Gore Arena. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund a new sports medicine facility, a new locker room for women's basketball, and a new digital media lab for athletes to work on their personal brands. Providing championship resources for Campbell student-athletes, that's the mission of the Fighting Camel Club. For more information, go to gocamel.com and click on the
3: give button. Planning a tailgate? Then it's bow time. Bojangles has everything you need for the perfect tailgate, no matter how many fans you're trying to feed. There's the original tailgate, the super tailgate, and for a really big crowd, the jumbo tailgate special. And if you like your chicken off the bone, choose the Supremes tailgate special that includes 12 perfectly seasoned tenderloin fillets. So grab the tickets, get that Bojangles tailgate special, and go. It's bow time.
0: Welcome back to the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. It is homecoming coming up this week. We've got so much going on. Football game, of course, on Saturday at four. But we've got all of our fall sports that are in season right now are going to play on Friday and Saturday. GoCamels.com for everything. But get your homecoming football tickets four o'clock this Saturday. I tell everybody this. I say, you got to get your tickets now because I'm going to get a lot of calls on Thursday, Friday telling me, coach, there's no tickets. I can't get tickets. Even Campbell head coach Mike Minner, I don't think can get your tickets. Not for the homecoming game. This is a game that 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 sells out, coach. And this is going to be a fun one as Campbell will take on Charleston Southern. We'll talk about that in in a little bit, but I want to stay on the sensational 48 to 18 win against previously unbeaten NC Central. Coach Haj Malik Williams. We haven't even talked about him yet. Oh by the way he's the big South Conference player offensive player of the week 22 for 33 248 yards to nine different receivers 46 yards rushing and a TD I go back to that nine different receivers you don't see that in a pee wee league game tell me about the play of your of your quarterback
1: well you know Hodge is is our point guard right so he's supposed to get the ball to the playmakers, and he did a great job of doing that all game long because he's starting to master the quarterback position. He's starting to master the game plan and what we're trying to do as an offense, and and he trusts everybody. So he's going to get the ball to the open receiver. I think Coach Whedon has done a great job of putting together an offense that take advantage of what the defense is going to give you, and um, and that means that we got to have depth. If you got nine people catching the football, that means that you got to have nine good people to get on the football field to catch the ball. And so that, that goes to the depth of what we have. And, you know, Haas has just done a great job of, um, of doing it. He's just getting better and better uh, throughout, throughout this season. And, man, he's going to be a monster as we get towards the end of this season. He's really going to be something to, to watch and um, cheer on. And, you know, he's going to be electrifying. Yep,
0: Yep. sensational. Jalen Kelsey is the special teams player of the week. If you had that on your bingo card, you should go buy a lottery ticket right now. Just incredible. As you said, when we had Coach here, he said, if you want to be on the row, and that's what they call special teams, if you want to be on the row – you earn it in practice, and I'll put you on there, and it doesn't matter who's out there. I don't think you'll let him take Haj Malik Williams. But other than that, anybody can be put on there. Uh, huh?
1: Other than that, anybody can be on special teams other than our quarterbacks. And, and um, Jalen, <laughs> you know what? He earned it because he got on scout team. Yep. And he, starting receiver on compete team, blocking our punt. And Coach was like, okay, now you can <laughs> uh, be part of the role.
0: Coach D. Brown is with us here. You two were teammates in the in the 2001 season. That was, I believe, Coach Fox's first year with you guys when you really started to to, to, to turn it around, going from that one win team to nine and seven that year. And, of course, that set up the, the year after that. How did you guys meet? How much did you guys know about each other? And how did it lead to D. Brown coming to Buies Creek, North Carolina, to coach your running back?
1: Well, I mean, we met when when he got – um, to the Panthers and, um, you know, came into the locker room and, and you know, big-time big, big time recruit, uh, I should say, draft pick from <laughs> Syracuse, you know, and um, the story with Donovan McNabb and him changing over to running back and become a great running back. I mean, just think about that. He was a quarterback going uh, yep. coming out of high school. And, and um, you know, smart guy to, to be able to say, you know what, let me go play running back. And uh, made a heck of a career out of it, and and uh, really helped us on uh, third down. And um, was was I change up running back, and and um, you know he wanted to go make more money, so he left us. And and so that's <laughs> that's how it goes. Him and Reggie, you know, I told both of them, man, you, you you need to stay, and they both left. And so I went back and got them, and that's you know that's why you know they get it, they understand what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, they was part of that team that turned it around at the um, at the panthers and and so man it was a, it was an easy sell for me to call him and say, "Hey coach, look, I want you to come here and I want you to take these running backs because they they great running backs, but they need a mentor who have done it and come give them that wisdom, and that's what he's done and, and I'm, I'm excited, but you know i I used to bust him up in practice. You know what I mean? So, so you know, uh, give him some of that, and, and, you know, he enjoyed it. So, now,
0: now
2: he come back for some
0: more. Coach Brown, what's your side of the story? When, when he makes that call, how much convincing does he have to do?
2: Uh, Mike is the big bro, and, and I, uh, he was one of the guys as a rookie that I looked up to is to learn how to be a professional. Uh, didn't say a lot. It was just by example. So, uh, the relationship has always been there. The admiration has always been there. And to answer your question um, didn't take much at all, you know, when he called and said, hey, man, I need you, that was it. Um, wherever you need me at, I'm coming. So I just had to kind of uh, talk to the to the family about it and, and get the approval, which, of course, I got because they're going to support wherever my heart is at. And so it was an easy, easy yes. It was just getting here and finding out what the task was and putting the agenda together to get it done. So um, it, it didn't take much convincing at all. That's just how. You know, a bond and relationship is built, and that's, what, that's how it's supposed to be when it's real.
0: And we have seen how, how fast you have really turned this, this running back room around. Let's go back to your, your sensational football career. I was going to hit on that story, a quarterback coming into Syracuse. There's a guy named Donovan McNabb, and you go to running back on, on, on those really good Syracuse team. What was it like playing for the Orange then?
2: I always call it the glory days. I mean, to win three consecutive conference championships with some great guys, a lot of draft picks obviously highlighted by Donovan. Um, That was a a great time for me. Um, Really propelled my career, obviously. Uh, It wasn't a hard decision to switch. Um, I still played. I only played exclusively tailback my senior year. Mm -hmm. And even then, out of the 11 games we played, two of them I played quarterback. So I'm always um, in love with that position not from just a playing standpoint, but from the, the leadership and the other intangibles and how it impacts a team. It's like a chess match when you play in that position. So I just took those those qualities and those intangibles and tried to make myself a great running back, which I think at the end of the day, the numbers say that I was, but um, it was a, a great decision at the end of the day for me to, to switch. Donovan wasn't giving up much playing time, even <laughs> in blowouts. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you know I had to tell coach, like, hey, give me an opportunity to play somewhere else and and wind up working out for me.
0: No doubt. And now the Orange coming back a little bit, maybe trying to revive that after some after some down years. What do you think about what your uh, alma mater is doing now?
2: One word, finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm elated with what Dino has, has been able to do. He started out fast, um, had a little lull over a couple of seasons where they were down, um, wasn't getting the recruits that we needed. But he stayed the course and, and um, changed, you know, some guys around as far as assistant coaches, Athletic Director. They have some some people in their support staff who are doing a great job as well, and so we're just uh, happy to have them, and happy to you know to be an alum and watch those guys now in the top 25. And so we're undefeated, and hopefully we can keep it going. We need one more win to get this this uh, this bowl eligibility. I'll be there if we can, but uh, we're we're behind them. we're behind Dino, we're behind Coach Anai, who's uh, the officer coordinator, and obviously that yep. relationship uh, with our our offensive line coach, that's his father. So. We're happy about it. I'm definitely happy about it.
0: Um, you turned your successful championship-winning college career into a six-year NFL career. You're with the Panthers for the one year, a couple other teams, and then, and then the Kansas City Chiefs. First, we'll talk about that Panthers locker room. You said you, you came in as a rookie, so many guys turning it around. What, what an incredible locker room. What an incredible group of people.
2: Definitely. Um, like I said, Mike, Mike was one of the guys that you know, I looked up to. You had guys uh, like Tim Biakopatuka, who was also a running yeah. back, come out of Michigan, just teaching you how to be an ultimate pro. Um, and so we had a lot of older guys. My first was a rookie who uh, kind of was, I, w- I would say, for themselves. Yeah. But you could it made the, the guys like Mike really stand out as far as if you want to be a quality pro and you want to build a program and an organization, this is how you do it. So that's what I migrated to. You know, I had a level head coming in. So it was easy for me to, you know, find those guys and not necessarily always ask questions, but just watch them and see how they do, how they perform, how they come to work every day, what's the important things in taking care of the body, studying and film, staying late, doing the extra after practice. And so that's how, you know, I believe that I was able to make a, a successful six-year career out of it.
0: No doubt, and, of course, I, I, I covered you working local TV when you were a Carolina Panther in that locker room, and then I cheered for you um, when I wasn't working for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm, I'm from Missouri, and that's where you, you ended your career, 05 and 06, and you forget until I, I pulled up, and I'm like, okay, who did you play with? That was, that was Trent Green. That was Larry Johnson, Priest Holmes, Dante Hall, um, Tony Gonzalez, of course, the greatest tight end of, of, of all time. W- when you think back to that locker room, what was it like?
2: An explosive offense, <laughs> yeah. uh, Coach Dick Vermeil. That's right. It's funny that you, you you bring that team up because Dick and Mike have a lot of the same personalities and, and really? intangibles as far as how you how they bring a group together and how they develop coaches, not just players. And so it became a, a, a great team, um, defensively, offensively, special teams wise. But those guys that you bring that you bring up, I still talk to Larry every now and then, but. Talk about Tony Gonzalez, you really talk about the ultimate pro. You talk about yeah. Trent Green. That guy, you know, um, hate that he got hurt. We would have probably had a better chance going into the playoffs and going yep. deep into the playoffs. So, in that offensive line with Willie Rove and Brian Waters, you yeah. like, oh, you bring back memories now yeah. as, <laughs> as a very explosive offense. And it was a great time for me. And, you know, from my start to end, I just had a, um, a great experience of being able to be in some offenses that were explosive and being under some guys who were great pros and Hall of Famers.
0: Uh, the same as as Dick Vermeil, and that of course a, a Hall of Fame coach. Something that he's done. I've never seen you cry once, in in happy times or or or, or bad times. But but that's quite a, quite a compliment. Do you agree? Well, it's definitely
1: a, a compliment. I mean, you're talking about one of the greatest coaches, you know, that ever done it. And and I've studied um, Dick Vermeil. I don't know him, uh, but to be compared to that from somebody who do. Knowing in the locker room yep. behind the scenes, um, man, it's an honor, and um, yeah, I, I mean, I love people, I know, I know he loved people, um, I, I love bringing people together to do something uncommon, and and I know he was about that, you know, I, I know that he was doing it for the right reason, trying to unlock the greatness out of everybody in his organization, and that's what we're about here at Campbell, and um, man, I'm, I'm just. Excited, you know, to have Coach Brown here to be able to give that wisdom from all them Hall of Fame players, from his experience, uh, from all the different types of players and coaches that he's been around to now bring that to um, these young men that's here tonight, man. That's that's why they're flourishing. It, it, it's really that simple. Unlock the greatness in people, and that's the key, and that's what he's doing.
0: Yep, yep. Charleston Southern, they come into town. Big South Conference play starts. You've been talking about, obviously, how important it is. There's six teams in the Big South Conference. You're one of them. You win your five conference games. Doesn't matter what happens. Anywhere else, with anybody else, you go to the FCS playoffs. would be the first time in this program's history. Charleston Southern, they've been a bugaboo for for, for this team, what can you tell us about the Bucks this year?
1: Well, um, of course they down right now, they, they owing four. So it's not, it's, um, it's been tough for them in the first four weeks, but they got a bye week and I can guarantee you, um, Audrey is going to have these guys ready to go. Yeah. He's going to refocus them. He's going to let them know the same thing I would let my guys know. It's about the five wins, it's about, that's it. And if you win these five games, you go to the playoffs. So this team will come in here prepared, ready to go, and giving us everything they have. Um, when you look at their offense, up-tempo offense, it's even faster than our offense. And it's going to be a spread. Wait wide a second, up. wait a second. Yeah. Even faster
0: yeah. than your offense?
1: Yeah, these, Chris, these boys, they, they go now. Um, and, and so it's going to be tough on our defense. Our defense got to play a great game in order for us to win this game. And then, um, you know, their defense is still, you know, flying around with the defensive line and um, being able to cover guys. And so it's going to be tough, man. Do do not look at, you know, what you see record-wise and think that these guys are down as far as talent because they're not. And and they'll be here and they'll be ready to go. And, and, And what we have to do is do what we've been doing, playing smart, and playing tough and having great starts
0: that game coming up uh, this saturday at four the homecoming game tickets at gocamels.com 1-877-GO-HUMPS we are here as well with a uh, former nfl pro and our running back coach in his first year d brown all right coach your stable backs game galloping into uh the county seat we're gonna we're gonna visit with them coming up after the break but i want you to go through and tell me about about each one of these guys, your guys, that, that means so much to you and this team.
2: Well, I have a nickname for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, we'll start from the top with with the big brother of them all, Brian Barr, uh, a.k.a. 4 So he does <laughs> a great job of, uh, as you can see, putting them all together. Probably brought them here together by himself. <laughs> uh, then you have Lamaje, the, the big – the Big Punisher, number one, Lamarcus McDowell. Uh, you have Juice, number 26. That's Deontay Jackson. Um, Nakari Rogers, the little pup of the group, but he's he's growing up fast. <laughs> I told him he's not a freshman anymore. He's a freshman in class, but he's he's a he's a sophomore, junior on the field now with all the experience he's getting. And then we have the guys who really um, keep it all together. We talk about Ty Good probably one of the smallest backs in the nation, but one of the hardest workers I know in the entire nation. He's going to have his moment, and he'll he'll maximize it. Chris McKay is a guy that I call uh, my Shane Battier. He's the guy who just put him – he's going to make the corner three, you know, anytime you need him. So, he's always ready to go. He's my Shane Battier. And then (laughs) we have, uh, you know, our injured guy, Michael Jamison, who's really taking on a kind of a coach's role for me and and being those eyes and – you know, extra extra set of eyes and intel for me in doing the things that we need to do to be successful as he gets himself back to go. So I have a great stable of, of kids that I kind of you know live by casually through as I watch them grow and as as young men and as great players.
0: Finally, Coach, we'll, we'll we'll talk about and people can tell that that maybe haven't heard you heard you before that how much you care about these guys and that your post football career. You got a counseling and and, and therapy graduate degree, and then you've been been really involved in the the Institute of Restorative Practices. You were a trainer there, and then also in the QPR Suicide Prevention Gatekeeper Program. Those things, mental health, why is that so important to you?
2: It's important to me. um, Like Mike, I'm a a people's person. I come from a a family of educators. Um, This is just my responsibility as an educator. Um, and then, personally, going through my own uh, mental health bout, um, at first, um, obviously being a gladiator, if you will, that's not something that you admit or like to admit. Um, but the experience really taught me that it's not just me, um, that we all have type of mental issues uh, or disorders, if you will, um, that we just we need to come to grips with and be comfortable about talking about. Because when you can do that, and that's part of unlocking that greatness, in yourself, you become a better person. And now I can you know, be my best version for them, for my family, for everybody that I encounter. So being a mental health therapist is a love of mine because um, I can encounter, I can put the two together. I think it's only uh, 5% of African-American male um, mental health therapists, and I'm one of them. I don't know if there's any uh, Division I football coach who's also a mental health therapist. So to be able to do those things and unlock not just the physical greatness in those guys, but try to attempt to unlock the mental greatness in them as well, it'll pay dividends not in the Big South championship that we'll win this year, but when they become husbands, when they become businessmen, pillars in their own community, that's what I'm, you know, hopefully God gives me the opportunity to live and see that part of them too. So that's what's important.
0: Coach, you practice what you preach. You're, you, 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 you're not just coaching guys to, to play this great game of football. You're, you're preparing guys for hopefully a football career, but then beyond that and beyond, aren't you?
1: Well, that's what it's all about, Chris. Um, why, why else do it, right? Yep. Um, it's, it's really to teach them how to be excellent everywhere, not just on the football field, but everywhere in their life. Uh, we, we, we talk about this stuff all the time. I really charge my assistant coaches to really – be a father for these guys and really hold their hand because so many people think that these young men come in ready to go. They don't know, right? So you got to teach them. They come in at 17 and 18 years old, how would they know? And if somebody didn't hold up their hand through these four and five years of understanding how to be a professional, then they would, ever, they would never know this stuff. And, and so it's very important. Uh, we do have um, a, a mental health, um, you know, doctor on our staff that, yep. that um, you know, really pays attention to all this and, and talk to the coaches. Um, we, we meet with her um, every Sunday after every game um, so we can go through hours, right? Um, because we need it too. Like Coach Brown said, look, if we, we can't give what we don't have, and so we got to get it first and then so we can give it to them to our young people, and, and that's what it's all about, Chris. And um, when I see my guys come back from the previous nine teams, man, it's unbelievable yep. because all these guys are doing great, and they're able to now come back and say, Coach, what I was learning was way beyond what these other people is learning in the
0: world today. Yep, and so great that we can talk about mental health here in, in, in the middle of a grill on Monday night. You couldn't do that five years ago. No. You definitely couldn't do that when we were all – coming up it has been a treat but stay tuned the stable of backs is ready we're gonna have to get some more microphones out here coach you're gonna have to tell us who the who the starting three are up here but we will hear from all of them we come back after the break this is camel call live from the county seat in
3: downtown Lillington. planning a tailgate then it's bow time bojangles has everything you need for the perfect tailgate no matter how many fans you're trying to feed There's the original tailgate, the super tailgate, and for a really big crowd, the jumbo tailgate special. And if you like your chicken off the bone, choose the Supreme's tailgate special that includes 12 perfectly seasoned tenderloin filets. So grab the tickets, get that Bojangles tailgate special and go, it's bow time. Thanks to donors like you, the Fighting Camel
0: Club provides championship resources for Campbell student-athletes. Over the last three years, donations to the Fighting Camel Club have helped fund facility enhancements and coach-driven projects that have pushed the Fighting Camels to win 27 conference championships. For more information on how you can donate to the Fighting Camel Club, go to GoCamels.com and click on the Give icon. The Fighting Camel Club, providing championship
3: resources for Campbell student-athletes. Better ingredients, better pizza, better brace yourself because Papa John's has done it again. Introducing Papa Bowls. No crust, just a whole bunch of those Papa John's toppings you love baked to piping hot perfection. I'm talking crisp veggies, savory meats, all covered in melty cheese and those signature sauces. Try flavors like Italian Meats Trio, Chicken Alfredo and Garden Veggie or get creative and build your own Papa John's.
0: Campbell students have a new watering hole in town to enjoy on game day, hump day, or any other day when you just need a tasty meal to break up the intensity of studying for a test. At the Kicking Camel Grill, there is entertainment every day of the week, including trivia, cornhole, karaoke nights, and live music on the weekends. There's never a cover charge for music, and there's always a chill vibe at the Camel for you to hang out with friends. The Kicking Camel Grill. Your oasis for great food and beverages. Welcome back live to the county seat in downtown Lillington. We've got a special treat for you now as our stable of running backs are here with us. Bryant Barr, Ty Good, and Nikari Rogers are joining us up here on stage. And first of all, Bryant, we'll talk with you. You are the elder statesman of this group. Already two 100-plus rushing yard games this season. Tell me about this group. You all guys came in together. We always see you together on campus. Tell me about about this group, your group.
4: Um, I feel like it started this spring. When we started in January. We started building our bond and winning workouts when Coach D first got here. Um, and it continued over into spring ball. And then it transitioned also into, into summer into summer training with Coach Spellman, Kemp Spellman. That's where we really, really got close and all the hard work really starting to pay off.
0: You guys compete uh, against each other. You're competing for playing time, you're, you're competing for carries. How does it all work? You seem to gel together, even though you're all fighting to get out there and get the ball and help the team.
4: Uh, I feel like it's only motivation. I feel like we're only pushing each other to get better. So I feel like every day we work in the practice hard to push each other and it's just motivation. Uh, it's, not, it's not necessarily a we, it's a competition, but we don't, we don't really look at it as a competition. We look at it as motivation for all, all of us. Yes, sir.
0: Ty Good is up here as well. And, and Ty, as, uh, as Coach D. Brown introduced you, he said you might be um, one of the smallest backs in all of Division I football, but you are the hardest working back in all of Division One football. Did he get that right? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about what it's like being with this group.
5: You know what I'm saying? I feel like all the work we put together, it just brought us closer. Like, everything we do, we do it together, and we do it to the max.
0: What is it like working with day in and day out, this coach who's, who's in his first year with coaching you guys? What, what, what makes Coach Brown special?
5: He be real with us. Like, he down to earth, and he actually played the position, so we can actually learn a lot from him.
0: Ty, you, you have to wait sometimes a, a, a long time to, to, to get your carry. You came in a, at the end of the game. So did, so did Chris McKay. So did Deontay. And you guys got yours at the end of the game. Tell me about that run.
5: Oh, yeah. Now I'm saying? I just be ready for my opportunity and then just make the most of it. That's all I could do.
0: And that is Ty Good, And now we'll go down to the, 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 the youngest one in this group, in the stable of backs, Nikari Rogers. As, as his head coach said, not a freshman anymore. Um, Nikari we, we saw you really get a lot of carries during that ECU game. And then um, coming up on Saturday, 11 carries, 78 yards. You averaged seven yards per. What has gotten you comfortable over these last couple of weeks?
6: system
7: and um just learning from my brothers as far as like them taking taking care of me as far as like what I need to do right what I need to do wrong showing me the games inside and out and yeah that's really it for real, for, uh, just support my support system
0: I know there are so many answers to this question but 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 what are the big differences between high school ball and and this level because you were you were toting the rock in high school just a year ago
7: uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely different. It's way faster, stronger. It's grown men out there. So, it's like you got to come with the intentions. Like, every run, every play, everything maxed out. Like, you can't go out there lacking. You got to keep your head moving at all times. Everything is just fast, and you got to slow your mind down.
0: What do you like uh, about this group, the, the, the seven of you, the stable of backs?
7: Uh, I say it's deeper than football. Like, we a brotherhood. You feel me? Like it's just we, we like how Tiger said we stay together no matter what we do. Like it's family. It's more than it's more than just football. Like we do everything together, as far as outside of football, uh, meeting after practice, uh, before practice, checking in on each other daily. Like just brother stuff, brotherly stuff. Like that's my, these are my brothers.
0: And, and speaking of, of this brotherhood, okay, you, th- th- there is seven of you. Do you guys ever fight like brothers sometimes, or do you really get along that well?
4: Uh, yeah, I would say, you know, that's, that's part of brothers. <laughs> that's part of growing, you know what I'm saying, getting to know each other. Everything isn't always pretty, but, you know what I'm saying, we love each other, so we always find a way to work it out. And I feel like that's what really makes us brothers, because we, we always find a way to come back together.
0: Okay, so um, each one of you can answer this. Who is the, who is the funniest one of the bunch? <laughs>
4: I don't know. Probably one of these two right here. <laughs> yeah, these it's two Tiger, got all the jokes. Tiger, and They, they both soft spoken. Tiger, but I, think funny. I was gonna
0: say they're they're both very soft spoken, but these guys are the funniest guys. The bunch. because this mic on. You're the, you're, you're the strongest <laughs> of the bunch and the funniest <laughs> of the bunch.
5: I don't even know. I say not though. I say Tiger hands down. Uh, <laughs>
7: <laughs> he doing some crazy stuff. Like, <laughs> I can't even explain. <laughs>
0: Yeah. You, you, you guys not only are, are so tight as a bunch, I, I really see this team that the, there, there have been times that, that, that has been, you know, defense versus offense. There's been even within with the offenses and defensive room that there's been some friction. I do not see that with this team. Tell me about how this team is as a unit and as a whole.
4: Um, I feel like it all starts with the leadership. I feel like it starts with uh, Julian Hill, Hodge. Dorian Jones, Jackson Hayes, and Josh Johnson, those are the captains of the team. And I feel like this summer, at the beginning of the summer, we all started to just have a plan and just all to work together. And I feel like, like I said, to Captain Spelman, that's when it all started. That's when we got even closer as a brotherhood, as a running backs. And also, that's when the rest of the team just really bonded. We had a lock-in, we spent time together, we spent the night at the field house together. And I just feel like that's what's really, that's the difference in this team this year. We just have a real brotherhood. It's easy to say that you have a brotherhood, but we, we are actually putting actions into into it, if that makes sense.
5: Um, when you actually sit down to get to know somebody, that'll bring y'all closer. And as an offense, we did that in the summer. And as far as offense and defense jelling together, um, like Boss said, Kemp Spellman, that's what. That's what did it for us.
0: How, how tough was, was Camp Spellman? I mean, I've heard <laughs> stories about it. There was po- po- poor Mike Edwards almost cried up here when he was thinking about what, what he got put through in the summer. Was it really that hard? Now, now you guys are the strong guys. You guys are the guys that are, that are in shape. Was it hard for even you guys?
4: Um, I feel like as a group, we kind of dominated it. But I feel <laughs> like as a team, it still was pretty tough, though. But, it, I mean, it, it wasn't easy. But I feel like as a group, this is just a strong group. Everybody in this group is mentally tough, so. I feel like we all fought through it and we stuck together and we used each other as motivation, like I said. And we just kept uplifting each other. Even when somebody was tired, you seen them bent over or they was just hurting, even if they had to go throw up for a rep and they had to come right back, we all just uplifted each other. So we never let each other down.
0: Finally, Bryant, you have had two career games this year so far. You are a veteran on this team. You've toted the rock a lot. What's been the difference in your game this year? You've always been good. This year, you're great.
4: Um, I feel like I actually just took this offseason serious. In the past years, I feel like I just took it for granted, and I didn't want to take this year for granted. So I feel like just knowing and seeing the opportunity I had in front of me, my brothers motivating me, and not wanting to live my life in regret. So I just put it all on the line.
0: Three of the stable of backs. We'll hear from the rest of them coming up after the break. Stick around. More Camel Call Live coming up.
4: Hi, Campbell fans! I'm Christy Yarbrough with REMAX United. Thinking about buying or selling or know someone who is? Let me help you make the right moves. It's important to work with the right agent with local knowledge and cutting edge experience. I can help ease the pains of the buying or selling process by guiding you through the steps. Whether it's connecting you with the right lender, home inspector, handyman for those undone projects, staging and prepping your home for sale, or helping you find the ideal home that fits your family's needs. Visit my website for more information at
3: christyy.remaxagent.com. Go Camels! I told her I wasn't going to do hey. it. Here you go, ladies. Oh,
8: I got one Sprite and one high seat.
3: Thanks, but we didn't order these. Well, compliments to the gentleman.
6: <laughs> Thank you. His mom rates them, right?
3: Get any size soft drink for just a buck right now at McDonald's.
0: Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded championship-level facility projects such as the EECS Athletics Complex renovation for camel soccer and a new strength and conditioning space inside Gore Arena. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund a new sports medicine facility, a new locker room for women's basketball, and a new digital media lab for athletes to work on their personal brands. Providing championship resources for Campbell student-athletes, that's the mission of the Fighting Camel Club. For more information, go to gocamel.com and click on the give button the double quarter pounder with cheese fresh off
6: the grill cooked when i order it and not a moment before and juicy hey listen i keep my napkin game up because i'm not trying to have this drip on my drip
0: All right, welcome back to Camel Call Live, the homecoming game coming up this Saturday at 4 o'clock. Campbell goes into Big South Conference play to take on their uh, Big South foe in Charleston Southern, and we've got a five-pack of tickets to give away. So uh, get out get out your tickets, and now it's time to see who wins the five-pack of tickets for the homecoming game coming up this Saturday at 4 o'clock. The winning number is 625-576, 625, 576, 625 Five seven six. Do we have a winner? Six two five five seven six. All right, we're gonna call. We're gonna we're gonna pull another one here for the five pack of tickets. Here we go. Six two five five seven five. Six two five five seven five. The winner. If you didn't win tonight, go or or one eight seven seven go humps. The let other half of, of the stable here with me as as we have Chris McKay Jr., Deontay Jackson, and Lamange McDowell. And first we'll start with you, Mr. McDowell. I have heard every coach on the team pronounce your name differently. I, I have read it runway. I think I have it right, but 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 for once and for all, how do you pronounce your first name? Uh,
9: it's Lamagier McDowell.
0: Lamange McDowell. Lamagie. Lamagie. Yes. Well, that's why you learn something every day. We'll start with you. You've been the red zone back in this stable of backs. What does that mean to you that you are the one getting a lot of carries when the ball's inside the 20 when you're so close to the end zone?
9: Uh, It means a lot. Um, Mostly uh, preparing for my moment. Uh, I think that's my moment, and that's my role for this team. So I just uh, use it to my advantage and take full advantage of it.
0: What is it like when when you're asked to do what you do between the tackles? How do you prepare for something like that?
9: Um, knowing knowing the type of player I am and uh, knowing my strengths, which is being a powerful back and running through those tackles and doing anything I can to get in the end zone.
0: Deontay Jackson is up here as well. And Deontay, um, boy, you have been a big part of this stable as well, catching passes uh, out of the backfield and running. Tell me about your game and how it has moved from a totally different position to, to doing what you're doing now.
6: Uh, I just feel like I um, do what's best for the team. And then when I get put in position to make the play, so um, it's great being able to go out there and make a, uh, take advantage of every opportunity that I get. So I just love it.
0: You were at a totally different position as well. Take me back to the beginning of your career here here at Campbell and, and how everything changed.
6: Uh, well, first, when I first got here, I got recruited at linebacker. So uh, I played linebacker. And then after that year, I got moved to safety. And then after that year, I got moved to the running back group. But in high school, I always played offense. So when they moved me back to the running back group, I just felt at home and then being with uh, these boys right here just made it feel even better because everybody's so close-knit and everybody, it's just a great time being there uh, 24-7.
0: Chris McKay Jr., you, you were called the, 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 the Shane Battier coming off the bench, and, and you guys might not know who Shane Battier is, but, but you were the guy that they can go to at, at any time and do. You, I've been told by numerous coaches you're one of the most versatile in, in the stable. You came off the bench in the fourth quarter, ripped off a 14, <laughs> 14-yard run. Tell me about your play this year and then playing with these guys.
8: Um, Yeah, so Shane Battier is like a guy that can make plays anytime that's needed. So it's just me taking the trust out of my coach and being ready for any moment that he has. I know against ECU, I had like two third down conversions. I know that was big in the moments that we were in. And then coming off the bench in the fourth quarter, um, I was just ready for my moment, came out explosive play, did what I had to do, and then – for the rest of the season, it's just always go mode. I'm saying we got a room full of backs that can go. So you never know what's coming your way. And I'm just soaking in every moment we got. Um, we talk together. We go over plays together and just be ready.
0: Chris, you guys are so close, but, 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 but I've seen you out there um, on, the, uh, on the practice field. You guys really compete with each other. How do you flip the switch on and off as you guys are competitors, you guys are friends, you guys are a little bit of everything?
8: Um, I wouldn't really say it's like a switch that we flip on and off. Like Brian Bush said, Um, we don't look at it as like competing against each other. It's like, all right, like, I just seen him do this. Like, I'm going to go out there and try to do it better. It's like we having fun with it. So, like, taking all the, like, negativity out of competing between each other, it's not that. It's just, hey, if you can do it, I can do it better. Bro, watch this, bro. Let's have fun with it. Like, so, like, it's always interesting. You see one break 20, it's like, coach, let me go in. I'm going to go break 25. <laughs> <laughs> so let's have fun with it It make all of us better.
0: Lamagier, you, you were here last year, of course. A, a lot of you were. Coach Brown comes onto the scene, comes into the room. What was the difference with him as your as your head coach, as your positions coach?
9: Uh, I would say the main difference is uh, knowing what the standard is. Uh, he, he always preaches about uh, making the standard our minimum and um, always dominating, dominating that every rep. Really.
0: Deontay, what is it like having a not only a former NFL player as a as a head coach in Mike Minner, but then your position coach doing what he did, unbelievable career in college, and then a six-year NFL career. What is it like having an NFL man lead in that room?
6: Uh, it's great. Um, just knowing everything he's did and he's teaching you, he's done it firsthand, so you can put full trust in uh, what he's saying to you, and then you can just take it to the field. So, like, we're going to practice and we're in the game and we work these moves all week and then it shows up in game day and you see, it, oh, we just did that during practice. So it's like it's, it's not a uh, second nature to us in a sense. So, like, just having him there and being able to put his knowledge with us and us is, is great.
0: Chris, what do you like about Coach?
6: Um, he's always going to keep it, like,
8: a 100. Like, it's, it's raw, it's cutthroat, but I'm saying that's what you want to hear. The truth hurts sometimes, but I'm saying, like, that, that's the guy you need on your team you don't want nobody that's gonna beat around the bush. You're gonna get straight to the point in the meeting room is we 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 laugh and joke all day. That's that's what makes us so close, but when it's time to work, it's time to work. And he's gonna he gonna tell the truth about it.
0: All right, you got Charleston Southern coming in. We've been waiting for big South Conference play because this is your ticket your ticket to the playoffs. What what can you tell us about what you see from the from the Bucks defense so far?
8: Oh, I'm I I see I see they're working hard, but I'm gonna be completely honest, like With the group of guys we got in this room, there's nothing they can do for it. There's nothing you can do. We're we're pushing to go another 300-plus game in the running back room. It's going to open up the passing game for Hodge and the rest of the receivers, but this is where the money is. It's back to running the ball.
0: Deontay, 315 yards as a group. Incredible. What did it mean to have a game like that against a team that was previously undefeated?
6: Um, we've been waiting for this moment all year because we know, like, with the ball in, the, in our hands, we can do anything. And uh, you give us the ball, we run it, then we can pass it too. So we just know how versatile we are, and we just know if we run the ball, then it's going to open up everything else.
0: Finally, Lamagier, how good can this stable of backs be? How good can this team be from here moving forward?
9: Uh, I believe we can finish this out 9-2 uh, in the regular season uh, in Big South Champions. Um, and for this group, uh, definitely we can have one or two uh, backs be all-conference. Yeah.
0: Unbelievable. That's Lamagier, Chris, Nakari, Deontay, Bryant, Ty, Michael. We know you're back there, too, as well, injured this year. But that is our stable of backs. It has been a fun show. You can see them put on a show this Saturday. Coming up at 4 o'clock, the homecoming game. That'll do it for Camel Call Live. Campbell coming off a 30 point blow off win. Come out to Barker Lane Stadium this Saturday for homecoming at 4. GoCamels.com for tickets or 1 877 Go Humps. Have a good week, everybody.